This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hands Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about bottle shock. Hmm. That was a. I was shocked. Doesn't anybody have any more wine? <laughs> this yeah. movie came out in 2008, directed by Randall Miller, screenplay by Jody Savin. Savin. Also by Randall Randall Miller and Ross Schwartz, starring Chris Pine, Alan Rickman, Bill Pullman, Dennis Farina, Freddie Rodriguez, uh, Rachel Taylor, Eliza Dushku, Mm -hmm. and others. All right. Uh, Well, others. (laughs) Others. Um, This was uh, my topic this week. I did not see this in movie theaters. I saw it. I don't think anybody original. saw this movie theaters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but it showed up on my radar like, I don't know, like eight years ago or something now. And I was actually listening to, um, I almost said Miles Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Miles Tyson. Uh, one of his po- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast called Star Talk. And he happened to Alan Rickman was on. And they were just talking about his movies, Bottle Shot. Like, it was so weird. Like, of all the movies to talk about, he wasn't talking about Harry Potter. He wasn't talking about Die Hard or anything else. He was talking, and, or I was expecting, it's all space talk. Talk about, um, what was the one with, uh, oh, Tim Galaxy Allen? And, yeah. No, they were talking about Bottle Shock. I'm like, oh, I'll see it. I'll see that. And I really liked it. It's not my normal type of movie that I would like, but I kind of yeah. liked it. Um, and I've watched it several times since. It's, it's a soothing, easy watch, I guess. It's kind of why it's a comfort movie, I guess, for me. Mm-hmm. That's my history with it. Alex? I can't remember whether this was on a flight to somewhere or at a drive-in movie theater or my parents were watching it, but I was having none of it at the time. Because <laughs> I was like, this isn't my type of movie. I don't want to see this. And I'd like, after that scene where he does the, the tasting at the bar, I just checked out. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. But... Watching it now, uh, you'll have to find out for my score at the end. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. And Scott. I just randomly saw this on cable one day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, like, like you said, Jeff, it is it's pretty breezy, and I've seen it a couple times since over the years, including just recently for the podcast. Would you call it pretty breezling? I, I would not call it that. Oh. 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 All right, and uh, before we get started, we should talk about, I guess, our wine consumption. <laughs> uh, uh I drink a lot of it. No, um, I've never really was a wine person until like the last like five or six years. Uh, I enjoy my reds, but I'm not like, I don't know. I guess I'll have my moments where I'll drink a whole bottle, but usually I'm more of a beer, <laughs> vodka, whiskey kind of guy. But well, I definitely do enjoy wine. I've been to... Um, well, we went, we went to Napa a couple times when we were younger on our rafting trips, and I don't think we really appreciated what we were seeing up there. <laughs> yeah. Alex ordered grape juice for crying out loud. Yeah, Visa Tui Vineyard is awesome. 
Uh, but more recently, down here, like at Temecula, and actually going up to wine country next next weekend to see uh, like Solvang, Santa Ynez, that type of area stuff. So we like going to wineries, but it's not like my thing. But I do enjoy it. You guys? Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely don't have the palate. I, I know that I will typically get a, a Pinot Noir, and I'm, I'm typically pretty happy with it. Uh, like you, Jeff, though. Is I, it I because of Sideways? I think Sideways is... I've never even seen sa- Sideways, but I think sa- Sideways is the cab they always talk about. Merlot. He hates it's a, Merlot. It's Merlot yeah, hates it. I'm it's not some, drinking Merlot. It's not, but, but he it's drinks definitely the it's like not, a big bottle of Pinot. Oh, that's the big thing. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, I, I've I've come to enjoy wine more over the years, and I and I did uh, <laughs> did crack open a bottle, um, thinking that we were going to record this last week. <laughs> it didn't happen, so oops. I've since finished off that polished off that bottle because I didn't want to let it sit. It was a <laughs> it was it was a fine 2017, so <laughs> I didn't want to. Yeah. I wanted to hurry up and drink it. So, another that, Pinot Noir, though. That was the Coppola that I had, actually. The Francis Ford oh. Coppola. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I also drink, I, while watching it, I drink uh, Kirkland's Finest Cab. Hey, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. Unfortunately, nice, not nice drinking right tonight. Now. Are you? Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, very good. I had a little too much over Easter weekend, so I will be sticking to lemon water tonight. <laughs> I'll have another Fabergé egg, please. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, unless you guys don't do more wine talk. All right, whites or reds, first of all? Reds. Uh, definitely reds, but I've, I have found some whites and rosés that are, like, really good. I, I've never seen the, the point of white wines. Like, <laughs> Really? So. They're just... A bit more refreshing. Uh, I mean, I, I like like a sparkling wine for like brunches and stuff like that. But right. But outside of that, yeah, just give me give me a red. Yeah, I'm also red. But I, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe if my palate was more sophisticated, I'd be like, oh, I'm having salmon. I need to pair that with like a pinot. Just <laughs> fine, Costco dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need I need a I need what, what's the one that I always see people drink? The stupid. Uh, cake or whatever what's oh um i actually like that wine uh you know what i'm talking about right like it's, it's like it's, layer cake or it's 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 like got a weird name yeah it's like yeah <laughs> I forget what it is. daniel what daniel craig's brand layer cake <laughs> yeah what the fuck is the name it might be yeah whatever um but I yeah i prefer reds i mean today. mostly reds but like i've shared a bottle of white once or twice with laura because that's what she prefers and it's a hot day like Alex was saying, it is it is definitely more refreshing than a than a red. Well, I think, I think with nice, those, the really whites cool. are like you can chill them. That's probably their biggest upside. I think. It's like I don't I don't see like the reds. They just got to be like room temperature, right? So. I think slightly below, but yes, yeah, closer to room temperature. Yeah, I yeah. just do both. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I mean, I will I will drink like a blended red, whatever that's worth. Yeah, right. it's called a, a rosé. Oh no, oh. wait, just a blended red with different. Yeah, nice. rosé is red and white. Like the, yeah, the reds yeah. would just be like a merlot and a cab together or something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, as usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. I will go first. And uh, while I've kind of given it away that I do like this movie, there are plenty of things that are terrible with this movie or I don't like. <laughs> I think, and, I think um, we're all going to fixate on one particular thing. 
Well, I don't know. But the one thing I want to fix in us, Chris Pine's wig. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough. That we, we could, I think we could spend an hour yeah. talking about Honorable how, mention. how ridiculous. But you're going to, sorry. Yeah, no, it's just... For, I mean, it starts out with the movie. I mean, there's a little drone shot or helicopter shot of a vineyard, and then it just cuts to the Doobie Brothers and Chris Pine's wig. And it's just like, wow. And this was kind of before Chris... I think this is before Star Trek, right? Which I first time I knew who Chris Pine was. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even know who he was when this movie was... I forgot he was... There was another <laughs> white person in this movie. It was just the... Uh, what's his face? Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, just his wig is awful. I, mean, I think some of this, I mean, it's a small movie, so I don't know if they have the best hair and makeup and whatever going on in this. Was, but his it, wig was, was a bad awful. choice. It was tell you, they didn't have top-notch or foley artists, I'll tell you that much. Or an audio yeah. department. It's like, jeez. Yeah, and he's just, I mean, he's supposed to be a hippie, I guess, so they give him long blonde hair. I don't know. Yeah. It's just bad. Yeah. So that's my number seven, Chris Pine's wig. Scott. Uh, my my number seven is to start with a, a gripe, kind of like you did, Jeff. Um, I, I get it's based grapes. on a on a true story, so they've got to manufacture some kind of drama, but they they really overdid it here. <laughs> oh yeah, like, uh, a couple of different ways. Um, the 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 love triangle was just like I, was, I couldn't wait for that those scenes to get over with. Um, yes. And the whole drama between the, the father and the son, like so, Chris Pine and Bill Pullman, like didn't make a whole lot of sense to me at points. Um, and then just some other silly things, like they're driving away with all of the wine, and they have to, like, they just randomly get it all back. And why didn't they just, you know, use a cell phone, call him up on the cell? Phone. Yeah, it's true. Should have just done that, or page him at least. <laughs> uh... That and the, I think the worst part watching this again that made me actually cringe this time was just the airport scene. Because I'm guessing in 1976, like, you can't fly out of an airport that holds 20 people that's going to go all the way to France. <laughs> From Northern California, I'm just yeah. guessing. Talk um, about no budget. That uh, airport lobby was, oh my God. was the worst thing I've ever seen before yeah. in my life. Whatever it works for the movie, but it was just like I was like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just the a lot of the dramatic beats were just unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this movie really is about someone who's a wine enthusiast and they wanted to make a movie and spend time in Napa, and it feels the whole thing feels like a commercial, like the sweeping shots of the vineyards and stuff, and just yeah. So they had mm-hmm. we're just making this movie about how wine's great and California wine is great, but well, we'll throw some some drama in here. There you go. Yeah. Alright. Alex, number seven. Uh, my number seven is, as I mentioned in my intro, the blind tasting that they had at the bar. Uh, I still mostly... Well, it's it's okay now. So it's not a, a complete, like, dog shit seven like I thought the first time I saw it. But, like, once they revealed, it's like, oh, okay, I mean, he does have a good palate, but it's not that good because it was kind of a scam. But then they call back to it later in the movie when he got the money for the, to, to share with Bo. It's like, okay. So I didn't, I didn't feel so down on it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just part of the scam. But, I mean, people do have sophisticated palates. They could do a lot of that stuff, can't they? Maybe. And that's all 
fake. I did. I did think it was funny that they, they lived in this super small town, and they went to like the one bar. Like, I don't know how they keep pulling up that scam. Oh, that's true. Locals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he mo- he might have just sold some of the barrels or something of wine and told them that it was more scamming, or he did it the the uh, fair and square way, just like Han Solo. Mm. Hey. Mm-hmm. Alright, uh, on to my number six, and this is, Scott already kind of mentioned it, the love triangle. I did not understand the Sam character in this movie at all. Like, she, she's there, she's a, she's, a, she's a hot girl, okay, and, you know, of course you think Chris Pine's gonna try to get with her, and he goes with the other guy, which is, fu- which is fine, but then later in the movie they're hugging and kissing, and there's the random scene where she's just cleaning the machine and all the guys just watch yeah. it was like really she like her arc or whatever she she helps track down bradley whitford who we didn't mention as the the cameo that's true mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> <laughs> good good callback uh she tracks him down and she gives him a pep talk sort of I guess Bo gets him to grow up yeah. a little bit. I also like the the living quarters they give their interns. Yeah, oh my god, that was <laughs> I was I was like, there's no way like if it rains once, like <laughs> yeah, it doesn't was, rain it was, in that valley. Field will be joining her in that little oh, bunker man. too. It was it was making me like anxious. I'm like, there's no way somebody would live in that thing. Like. Yeah, if it was like a little like yeah, sure, sure thing. Set up like a couple tables in there for people to like hang out in the shade. But there's no way someone's sleeping in there. Maybe on the other side there was a sliding barn door, but then she just had it open. What? Yeah. Just saying, like a big sliding barn door. You haven't seen those? They have sliding barn doors now, but in in yeah. homes. You know, but there was. There was gaps in every yes. single wood plank yes. in well, the roof. That, yeah, that I can't explain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, I just have about her character. I mean, whatever. So for this type of movie, it's fine. It's just, it's really awkward. And, especially in, in, in when Bo comes back and they run and this big shot of them jump, and she jumps uh, in his arms and yeah, everything. I'm like, I, I what hate the, that. What the hell? <laughs> You're supposed to be with Gustavo. What's going on? This is so hey, go, weird. go back to El Rey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's That'll... where I know him from. Damn it! Yeah, and Ray, he never misses. Oh, God, I was trying to figure out the whole time. All right, <laughs> uh, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six, yes, yeah, is, is Chris Pine's hair. This is <laughs> kicking my ass for the entire movie. I'm I'm happy to to, to point this out this time because it's usually a woman's hair that that's 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 the case for me. And in this case, it's yeah, it's Chris Pine in that awful wig. Um, also, uh, he's awful at acting drunk and stone. Right? Yeah. They're like, really bad. Right? Wow, well, it's his first movie. I don't think it I, was. I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, give, given the evidence, yeah, the preponderance of evidence there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, like, stumbles into Bill Pullman's office one point, drunk or whatever, and he was so bad. Like, was, like, like first, first shot of him, he's just, like, grooving out to imaginary music. And he's yeah. got that... The squinty-eyed smile. I just, I never bought it. Yeah. Well, because they didn't show him doing shrooms. That's true. Mm-hmm. 
A little too much yeah, LDS I'm... in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he was Kirk, not Spock. So, so, <laughs> so, quick question for you guys, because the the dad, uh, Bill Pullman, Jim Barry, that's right, that's right. One point mentions that was it Woodstock was six years ago or seven years ago or however many years ago it was. Like, oh, this is in two thousand six. So, was was the point was his point that like the hippie movement is over or that Chris Pine's character was actually at Woodstock? Uh, I think he, it was seems too, he seems too young to have been at Woodstock. Maybe. No, I think he's just saying the hippie movement's kind of over. Okay, okay. It's like time to grow up. Yeah, like, he, he might have been too young to be there. I mean, he's also he was in he lives in San Francisco, that area, not all that's cross country. Right, right, right. right. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I just think, yeah, he was he's a teen or whatever. It's just time to grow up, guy, and you're just surfing and stoning and drinking and mm-hmm. time to grow up. All that said, Bill Pullman's pretty much a dick for like ninety percent of the movie. Yeah, no, like unnecessarily so. Yeah, it's a hard watch. <laughs> it's Bill Pullman. Doesn't anybody have any more barrels? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needed some barrels. <laughs> And then Robert Loja comes through with the barrels, and he doesn't want them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm just looking at Chris Pine here. It's uh, he was like on TV shows, ER, CSI Miami, Princess Diaries, oh, Two. Bienvenidos That's Miami. right. He was the the love interest in Princess Diaries Two. Yeah. Six Feet Under, Surrender Dorothy, Blind, Smoking Aces, and then oh, it, Smoking Aces yeah. had a huge cast. Yeah. That was but not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was so disappointed in that movie. They're trying to cash in on that whole Guy Ritchie thing that was. I know, going on and I was getting ready for that ride, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, why are you in this? That's right. Yeah, Chris Pine was one of the three crazy brothers, right? Like, I barely had any lines in that movie. Okay, Bottle Shock was two thousand eight, and Star Trek was two thousand nine. Okay. So. Oh, okay. And then Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four was uh, just a couple years ago. Yeah, he hasn't done that much. Just the arc, like <laughs> yeah, that swing. Was yeah. it unstoppable? Yeah, the, the, I was not a fan of the last uh, Star Trek movie either. The last two Star Trek movies were bad. Anyway, all right, uh, where are we at here, Alex? Number six. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is where my uh, my uh, positive start really and uh, snobby Rickman. It was great. Because you could tell... And the gremlin. I gotta combine these two. <laughs> goes to the state of California and rents a fucking gremlin to get around. That was perfect. Uh, honorable mention because all the sh- cars are shitty <laughs> in this in this movie for whatever reason. That is true. Everybody's driving just a shitty clunker well, of a I car. Think, I think the cars that they're dropping off the... The VIPs for the wine tasting are actually supposed to be nice cars. Oh yeah, no, that. yeah, those. But all the main yeah, outside of that, yeah, California. definitely everybody in 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 uh, Napa is driving. Yeah, the yeah. bug, the two trucks. I mean, trucks I think... are badass though. Yeah. yeah, they're cool. Yeah, it's cool that they they actually have some yeah, like, period appropriate clunkers. Uh, but yeah, Rickman being a snob, going up to to California to try these wines because he's doing a stunt to get his business going. And I love that scene where he's just sitting at the bar with a bunch of bottles of wine in front of him. And Elijah Dushku comes up to him and is like, Wait, what's up with this? What the hell are you, do- what are you doing? He's like, oh, th- these wines are good. <laughs> he's like, what'd you expect? Thunderbird? And then he walks off. Like, that was great. 
Oh, and I should mention, yeah, at the end, it's like, well, I know you think I'm an asshole, but I'm not. I'm just, you know, British. And you're not. (laughs) Yeah. That was funny. He's great. I have more to say about him later, but he's good. Yeah, that the, the snobby arc that he has that turns him around on on California wine was fantastic. Him trying guacamole. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, I'll oh, stop talking. Hi- oh, that's higher in my list. Too. Yeah, that's um, I'll stop talking. That's great. <laughs> uh, just that you mentioned the cars and driving and stuff. One of the things I was kicking my ass was the signs, just the random signs. You know, uh, San Francisco, thirty-two miles this way. Um, UC Davis, twenty-two miles this way. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. like just telling them where they're going. Well, there yeah. was a lot of that's scenes. A, that's movie. a science job, Jeff. Yeah, there, there, there were a lot of scenes in this movie of people having to pull over. By the way, yeah, I felt, I felt like there was like at least three scenes where someone had to be pulled over or had to pull over the car for no, for, for whatever reason. They went back to that well one too many times. Is, is, is my point? Okay. Uh, okay. All right. That's All right, well, probably other... one of those things that I can't unsee if I go rewatch this movie now. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> Everybody's pulling over. No, I just, well, it's, it's the signs. Obviously, yeah, the signs here supposed to go, but it feels just like... What, it almost feels like, you're be somewhere, you have nowhere to go. I don't know where I am. Where should I go? And then a sign would just reappear. And say, oh, San Francisco. The, the San Francisco one did, did make me laugh because it was like, that sign was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, exactly. Like I'm guessing, like it's, 32 miles those, out of San Francisco, there's going to be a little bit more going on. Like, yeah. <laughs> but no, maybe those I'm signs. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But yes, because those signs exist. I've seen them. <laughs> I've driven up to San Jose. I've, I should say I've ridden up to San Jose when I used to own a motorbike. Yeah. Like on a like on a dirt road on someone's private property. Like yeah. all vineyards. Yeah. Okay, maybe not dirt road, but <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. Like one lane highway. <laughs> But I'm going, yeah, driven through the coast wine country where there's nothing around and there's just a, ran- a sign. It says San Francisco, still 250 miles away. I'm like, okay. All right. It's possible. Well, all right. Well, my number five is the music. And there's good stuff and bad stuff. So I, I do like the, like I said, the Doobie Brothers music. And I only remember the Doobie played. Brothers, by the way. I do not remember another song from this movie. No, there are a couple other... Doobie Brothers songs, I think, actually. and uh, But the, also the music, when you always showed Alan Rickman driving his gremlin. It's terrible, but it cracks me up every single time I watch it. It's appropriate. Especially because like, yeah, he's, he's cramped in that little gremlin, and his head's too big, and he's just, and the music. Otto, there's a gremlin on the side of the bus. Yeah. I don't know. It just, just cracked me up. So I like the Doobie Brothers, and then the other stuff which just makes me giggle. So, and I'm not saying it's good, it just makes me laugh. So, music is my number five. Scott? Uh, my number five is the line that Alex already said. Uh, after Alan Rickman's already kind of made an ass of himself uh, when Bill Pullman helps him uh, on the side of the road, as I was saying, he had to pull over. Uh, mm-hmm. He goes back into the weird, like, Obviously, set piece. <laughs> Obviously, somewhere like a set somewhere because the outside of the winery looks awesome, and then all of a sudden they're like in this weird shed where his office is. But the, um, anyways, um, the the Barretts are both there, and Alan Rickman walks in and they're talking, and Bill Pullman's just not buying it, and he says, "Why don't I like you?" And then Alan Rickman is, is so good here, <laughs> and he he says the, the line that Alex said, which was. Because you think I'm an asshole, 
And I'm not really. I'm just British. And well, you're not. <laughs> that was such a, a, a great line. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was, it was worth mentioning. It was a, a very, very funny bit uh, from Alan Rickman in the inspired bit of writing dialogue, anyway. All right. Alex. Where are we? Number fives? Yes. Fives. Um, speaking of that scene, I like the conflict that w- that happened between Bo and Jim. Uh, yes, it was very soap opera-like. But, um, yeah, the, the wild kid that doesn't really want to do anything, the, the pig-headed dad, both of them had really big problems that they had to solve. And they kind of, yeah, they, they took a step towards growing as people they didn't <laughs> you know <laughs> they didn't become new people or better people by the end of the movie but they took you know a couple steps it's just like okay we're we might be on our way there you know uh yeah i i like that i that all kind of made sense for me anyways like bill pullman being a, as soon as they mentioned his wife with the barrels he just put like a huge wall in front of everybody, and that he was dismissive of, of everything after that. It's like he hated his ex-wife that much. I got all that. So much that you would just blow, cold cock your son in the ring? Well, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> a couple times, he's just like, sucker punches him. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's 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 weird enough that you fight in your son. It's like yeah. just... Alright. Yeah, well, he's an asshole. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my number four. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Number four is yeah. Okay. So this, it's at the end uh, when the whole the whole climax of the movie or whatever, where they think the wine's gone bad and Bill Pullman's going to get his job back. Like instead, that's so the timing. <laughs> oh, my wine's brown. I just drank a bunch of it. I'm shit faced. Let me go put on a suit and beg for my job back. Like it's all in the same day. Whatever's going on there. But when it, you know, gets the call from Bo that it's all good. And he's just, oh, he's just overacted. Oh, baby. And then he, he gives, pours it to the old secretary. Oh, it's such a good Chardonnay. <laughs> like, like, like everybody in wine country is like, they're all sommeliers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what was his name? Jim. I just thought you had, oh, Jim, that's some Chardonnay. Uh, Frank from Murphy Brown. Yeah, he was it. But the, the lady I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah the, oh mm-hmm. god, oh that's some Chardonnay. It just cracked me up, and him being oh baby. <laughs> I wonder if it'd be awesome. Like I, I think I went through the trivia didn't see it, but if Bill Pullman actually like sorted that that bottle of wine like legitimately, is no, that is a way must, you can open must up a bottle? Yes, Chekhov's uh, samurai sword, by the way. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, this is in the background. Yeah, yeah. it was great because I thought, oh man, what a dick! He's got like all the the antiques, relics, like flintlock pistols and samurai swords and stuff. Like, oh, this guy's a douche. That's like, true. How am I gonna open this bottle? Hey, wait a minute! And I'm like, oh yeah, I was really excited. And I went back to use the sword. That was great. I like his, like, quote. He's, like, searching. It's a goddamn law office, and there's no bottle opener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was also... So was it a law office? I was unclear on what his job was that he was getting back. I thought it was, like, a banking thing. But I guess yeah, he's going to be a partner. Yeah, banking also. 
thought it was a partner, then yeah, that makes more sense that it's yeah, a law maybe firm. it's a lawyer. Yeah, I thought so. Anyway. We're lawyers. Let's see. So yeah, he's probably a good lawyer as a partner. He made a bunch of money. And he, you know, try to do the wine thing. Yes, wine hobby it didn't work out for you. That was also another un, un, unneeded bit of like dickery. The, the Frank character in like, we'll give you your job back, but we're gonna demote you. Like, just to like drive the point home that that the wine thing was, was that much more important. Yeah, it was weird. And the fact that he still hangs out, with, or he somehow still associates with his ex-wife. and yeah. Well, I thought they were together. Oh, you think that's what it is? Yeah. So oh, that's I, why he, I just thought... He's being a dick to Pullman because now I'm with your wife. And I'm going to screw you over too, just like I did your wife last night. <laughs> okay, I did not get that. I just thought they were just rich people at a country club and he's still associated. I didn't realize I, that. I, I, I thought... That it was like Alex said, but now that you bring it up that way, Jeff, I'm unsure now. <laughs> right. No, because yeah, even yeah, at, the, at the country club, when Chris Pine said hi to everybody, everybody, but he, homeboy, was last because that's the new husband or yeah. boyfriend or whatever. Okay. Sure. Also, it could just be his dad's old boss who treats him like a dick. Like, I don't know. There's other reasons. Nah. But you're probably right. You're that probably dude's right. banging my mom. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, number four. All right, uh, number four is the 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 whole wine making process they they go over in this movie. So you get bits and pieces of it throughout the movie, like you see a lot of the equipment. Um, they, they do they do the pipe it pip it. I don't know how to pronounce that actually. Um, but whatever, they take a sample from the wine. They do that a few times. That looks awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know they they put it in the glass and then they taste it. And of course, it's always like they act like it's absolutely like delicious. Like <laughs> um, every time, it makes makes me want wine. But uh, mm-hmm. get that, you get the whole uh, growing of the the grapes and get a lot of like close up. Like there's a lot of grape porn in this. Yeah. <laughs> some of those shots <laughs> um you know they talk a little bit about like the the dry soil and then go over a little bit and um and like jeff said you get a lot of flyovers of of like the different terrain and you know it's kind of hilly for a lot of it and um obviously very sunny uh yeah it it, it is uh it definitely romanticizes the whole process uh, yeah. we'll talk a little bit more about that but i, I did like when they were actually Mostly spitting facts. I, I I do wonder if the whole again when they when they go talk to Bradley Whitford if that was actually a thing or not. Um, be really yeah, be really cool that if that story. was a part of the story, but I I, I doubt it. Oh, that it that if it's done perfectly with absolutely no oxygen, it turns brown for a couple of days and then turns back, yeah. or or something along those lines. Anyway, yeah. He sounded like he knew what he was talking about. So <laughs> that gonna, is true. I'm gonna believe him. Yeah, he did. He did. He did sell it pretty well. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is, I like that this movie was depicting a part of California that wasn't fucking Los Angeles or Hollywood. Uh, yeah, that's it. Napa Valley. We have rural places, too, over here in Cali, people. It's not just L.A. Mostly rural, actually. Yeah, I know. Just like... Uh, uh, going, by, going by land true. area. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you go like 50 miles from the coast, it's just rural. Oh, yeah. It's rural or desert. One of the two. There are some mountains, I guess. I wonder if people from like West New York or up north in New York State feel that way New when they York make a movie City. that's not about New York City, but it's in, you know, Utica or something. <laughs> Albany or somewhere. I don't know. I don't know anything about New York. <laughs> I just don't get really cool. I know they I know they like their steamed hams. What, what was that? I know they like their steamed hams. They do. That's <laughs> a Utica expression. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So obviously, it's in L.A., but San Francisco as well. Yeah, the barrier gets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Other than that, and occasionally, I guess San Diego, like an Anchorman. Yeah, it's not really much. It'd be like a wine movie, like Sideways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This the the funny like is is there a San Diego movie though? Yeah, I I realize uh, like Anchorman is there, but I think we've all been to San Diego enough times that that could have been anywhere, right? Sure. (laughs) Like the, the way they filmed it. Maybe there's some landmarks that I missed. I don't, I don't know. Um, that uh, that documentary about how SeaWorld mistreats killer whales. Well, that was San Diego. I forgot what that was called. I'm, I'm sure there's some Blackfish. evidence of the. There you go. Of uh, was it was it Alex's that we went to, Old Town, or is that your bachelor party, Alex? Yeah, that was his best. Oh, yeah, that was my best. Yeah, and, and I think one of your birthdays, Jeff, we went down there. Yeah, my 40th. Okay. I just, I just remember there was there was one where everybody was done by like 8 o'clock. Yeah, that was... That was Alex's. <laughs> okay, that, 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 that would try, yes. Uh-huh. Um... Sorry, sidetrack. My bachelor party. I think it was Chris who they went. There was a big, length-long mirror in the bathroom that you you looked at yourself while you were taking a shit. (laughs) So he said he had to go reverse cowgirl because you felt too self-conscious. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I just remember that. There was there's there's a bunch of good stories. (laughs) Oh man. Anyways. Jacob not finding a blanket, so yeah, he used the shower curtain instead. We took so we took the train down because we thought that would be fun, oh, and uh, so like half <laughs> yeah, of us Courtney got off. Yeah, half of us got off at the, the old town stop as planned, and I I'm walking out there with my my uh, suitcase, and I turn around and I see Brian's face in the window, and it was like right <laughs> out of a movie where he's like slamming his hand on the. On the door, as the train's pulling away, <laughs> and yeah, so they didn't make it off. <laughs> oh. oh man! Anyway, all right, yeah, I think we're on to number threes now. <laughs> yeah. My number three is it was genius casting to get Dennis Farina in this wine movie. Oh He's yeah, so good in this. Yeah. I don't want to mention. Yeah, he is so good at this, but. Who it's inspirational? Who would have thought? For first of all, the guy's living in Paris has a limo company or whatever. Yeah, think, and he's a big wine snob wait, living next to Rickman. What what year did Snatch come out? Was it like a Matt Damon thing with uh, Eurotrip? Matt Damon. I think Snatch was before this, probably. Yeah, I believe so. Maybe he just lives there. But anyway. Anyway, he was great in this, and one of my favorite, a couple of my favorite lines from his was one when he goes down to get wine, and he's like, "Wine, the color of shit." 
just him so happy to see Chris Pine and talk to another American. And, <laughs> and don't worry, I speak American. Yeah. <laughs> Where I come from, they call that a left left handed compliment. Here, it's just ingrained in their culture. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a word for it because it's just ingrained <laughs> in their culture. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought it was really good. And just, yeah, like how Alan, they're both foreigners in Paris trying to make it and love and wine, just the different way, the way an Englishman does it versus an American guy from Chicago. Um, it was pretty good. So I, I loved him in this for the little bit that he is in it. And his suit that he's wearing too. Yeah, it's so it's <laughs> late. Like he's Texas so... Belt buckle. It's it's funny like he's always dressed so tackily, but it works. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's it. It's So uh, Scott number three. Uh, number three is the the final wine tasting. Uh, um, this movie does take a uh, a few lighthearted swings at the French, like you guys were just talking about a couple of them. Uh, but just the. The whole process of them tasting the wine was was a lot of fun, um, but just the the not outrage, but the the shock of, of them realizing that they've all rated the American wine higher uh, <laughs> was was, was yeah, pretty spitting. good. Yeah, they're probably yeah, like, 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 yeah, spits yeah, it out. One guy disgust. actually does do a spit take. Yeah, that is true. Um, just so, yeah, like the ultimate wine snobs, and they, they can't believe it. Uh, and yeah, just just cool to, to cap the story about how the the these uh, these I guess underdogs. I have no idea how much money it would take in the nineteen seventies to, or they probably would have started way before that. But um, to to keep those those vineyards going. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was cool that the nineteen seventies was probably fifty bucks for a year. That the the French wines uh, were were unable to compete. Uh, with the these upstart Americans, yeah, I did like how they kept like referencing like Gallo and Boone's Farm yeah, and yeah. stuff like that's what people were assumed what white or American wines are like and stuff, which it's pretty crazy because we grew up obviously after this, so we've always known Napa Valley wines are good and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what they what were that where was that tasty gnats in the ruins of Mordor? Yeah, that or was something? like that was weird, like. <laughs> <laughs> so none of this was actually filmed in France so who knows <laughs> well, probably some place in Napa Valley probably probably, probably, probably absolutely right or somewhere that might as well be Napa what's the other Sonoma yeah Sonoma or Valley Sonoma yeah they could have gone to Temecula they could have mm-hmm. gone to yeah, yeah a bunch of places um I was going to mention this earlier, but now I already forgot again. Shit. <laughs> All right, go for it. Alex, number three. My number three is the Chardonnay at the office scene. With Chekhov, Samurai, Sword, and everything. I'm trying to find a... That was great. He finally gets the phone call. <laughs> Tell him what call it back. He said it's an emergency. Oh, that was fantastic. Bill Pullman. I was so happy for him. <laughs> And I was so hoping, I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't drink directly from that bottle. He's going to cut his lip open. <laughs> no, he poured it in a glass. Then he gave it to everybody. That was great. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number two is, like, yeah, right after they do win the competition, and then it just has a little montage of him telling, you know, not bad from a couple guys from the sticks, which I'm assuming that was the headline of the Time Magazine article or whatever. It was 
that was cool. And then just all the different wine snobs, the yuppies around the country are asking, ooh, can I get a bottle of the oh, yeah, that, 68? That was cool, and all the, yeah, the, the waiters being, like, annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, but you're the fourth person's asking for it. <laughs> yeah. That was cracking me up. And... There it is. Anytime we can beat the French. <laughs> yeah. In a nice... Like I said, we don't hate the French. It's, just, it's friendly competition. I don't know. Like Al Bundy said, it's wrong to be French. Yeah, but it's friendly competition. Uh, it would crack me up. Especially when you beat somebody at their own game, I guess. Like, we would get upset if they beat us at, like, hamburger production or something. Or <laughs> oh, if there was a French, a, yeah, a French hamburger that's better than ours? Damn. If they, actually, if they actually made better French fries than we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or French toast. And I will have to say, I have been to France, and they were the nicest people I've ever... Uh, on, almost the nicest. I think the English are a little nicer, maybe? I don't know. But they were definitely super nice. They did not live up to the Yeah, the, the, the only stereotype. The only time I ran into that really? was maybe just because it, it was more of just the, the normal thing, but they like took my food before I was done with it. And that was weird. <laughs> nah, you, America, you, you had too enough. slow. Yeah, well, that, that's probably true. Like, it didn't help that yeah, I'm the world's slowest eater, but like the French waiter probably was like, <laughs> alright, this guy's been here yeah. long enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was outraged nice. at the time, though. The Italians and Germans were not so nice. We'll save that for another time. <laughs> uh, I already forgot where we were. Yeah, Scott, did you number, number two three. yet? Uh, so my number two uh, is is uh, you guys already talked about Dennis Farina, um, but also mm-hmm. uh, Alan Rickman. Um, you just like the per- walking this perfect line of of snobby and. Uh, but still likable, but smart. You're kind of rooting for him, but you you want these American wines to win. Uh, but I think best of all, though, is he he really sells the idea that he he honestly loves the wine. Like that's the most important thing to him. Um, so even even though like the Americans win, like he's fully willing to admit that that they had the better wine. Like. You know, no, no pun intended. There's not sour grapes there. Um, Whoa, you. Uh, yeah, I just, I just like the idea of, of, of him and this character. Um, with <laughs> that, you know, again, at the end of the day, it's it's all about the wine, and he's he's kind of like, kind of hates <laughs> hates himself a little bit, uh, but he loves the wine more. Um, so yeah, it's it's really it's, it's also just really fun to see Alan Rickman play a character like this or you know it's just a breezy movie he's not super villain it's not the you know something that you know is making a billion dollars at the the box office just it's kind of a the smaller movie where he gets to to stretch out a little bit yeah yeah all right uh alex number two my number two is sorry i had to give a shout out for freddie rodriguez Okay. Uh, yeah, El Rey, and also from Scrubs. You remember Scott? He's uh, yeah, he's Carla's brother. Mm-hmm. He's, a super, he he's evil super genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he was he was great in this movie. I liked him. He was the one that should have really ended up with Sam at the end. First of all, yeah. Well, well we don't we we well, we don't know that Bo and, and her ever hook up. But we definitely know that the two yeah, of them. But yeah, with that last shot at the end with them running, he's like, nah. Should have said, is Sam around? Yeah, she's down the field. 
with uh, what's his face with Gustavo. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do think Bone and Gustavo Boating. in the Love Shack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I do think my favorite scene with Chris Pine is the two of them when he's trying to make him drink the wine. He oh, finally yells at him like, just, just, drink "Just drink the fucking wine." It's <laughs> <drink> the, <fucking laughs> the only f bomb in the movie. He's like, "You're jealous." No, I'm not. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, they should have come to blows like in um, They Live. <laughs> Put on the glasses. Drink the fucking wine. <laughs> but yeah, La Raza, Betty Rodriguez. <laughs> what about his dad, the guy from Jurassic Park and Seinfeld? Oh, yeah, that guy's been in a bajillion movies too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little Yeri. Little Yeri, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and recently he was still in the Chicago Fire. Miguel Sandoval, I think is the actor's name. Yeah. Or no, wait. I no, like uh, is that right? He was also the dad in American Me, right? No. That was somebody else. That was Eugene Levy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when he goes to shank the pie. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I just like that one point. He's like kicking back in his recliner, just enjoying his wine and start arguing so he just turns up the record player <laughs> yeah I, i'm looking at the credits here and that character is mr garcia i thought it was his like dad or something i guess not just a guy oh, i assume no, he's just dad too he just used the grapes that mr yeah. garcia grew for to do his little his little right. wine venture because okay, like freddie Gar- yeah freddie rodriguez is gustavo brambilla brambilla oh i just assumed it was his yeah dad i did too, too. i guess it doesn't matter, but... <laughs> That's because you're racist. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what, are you, are you, what are you implying that the only two uh, Hispanic people with, with wines in this movie <laughs> aren't related? <laughs> He's literally at his house <laughs> with him. Like, I don't, I don't That's not a conclusion I can jump to. Because he had the barrels there. He wanted to check it. Or he also could live there. We don't know. No, you said you're you waking, showed up you're, wicking, you're waking me up at my house. He did say that, so well, well, he doesn't live there anymore. But I've heard yeah. Alex. Like, no, not, no I, at first here, I did I, think they were related, but then but, but like, I've heard, he was talking I've, about him. Was like, eh. I've I've heard uh, Mexican people uh, use yeah, the possessive. Yeah, when, when they're talking about family members, use the possessive. Like I've heard your sister talk to you and say, "My mom." Oh yeah, no, we do that. So like, so <laughs> that, so I didn't think anything of it when he said like my house. Yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, we did that see? Yeah. We did that right. People. <laughs> and, no, yeah. Right. And houses. No, and houses, no. <laughs> and La Casa. Uh, like me, number Papa. one for me would be Alan Rickman um, and his... Him himself, but then him discovering America. You know, him having his first piece of Colonel Sanders' secret, re- secret recipe. <laughs> um, I don't think he liked... Now, do you think he liked it? Because I so don't that, think he liked that's that. That's the funny thing. I couldn't tell if he liked the chicken. I couldn't tell yeah. if he liked the guacamole. No, he no, did. I could I tell he liked both. the guacamole. I don't know about Colonel Sanders. Do you? Th- so you really think he did like the guacamole? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, any sane person would, but <laughs> right. Yeah, he's he's suspicious of it because guacamole. If you don't know what it is, yeah, it's not like, the most appetizing yeah. looking food. Yeah, but so. uh, uh, yes, it is. If you don't know what it is, so just hand you this green slop with chunks in it. I don't, I don't know if you'd be like, hmm. but anyway, he tastes it, 
like you know uh, apprehensively. And then yeah. he smiles and like Duff sauce his hands. Yeah, he licks his he licks his fingers. His like, finger I, I, good. I, I, I guess I would like for him to like go back for seconds. That's, like, the, yeah, that's I was surprised needed. that he didn't. It's like that was finger licking good, unlike Colonel <laughs> Sanders' chicken. It was that funny he that he had the giant bucket of chicken. Like, <laughs> yes, that cracked me up. Like, <laughs> like he, he knew so like whether he liked it or not. Like there was no way he was going to eat all that. Yeah, I think it was just for us to know that he had a bucket of chicken, Colonel Sanders, but. uh yeah, I just like all that, but the big guacamole, I just liked it. Just that's it always that I'm a sucker in movies when the, people make stuff look good. I'm like, God dang, I want wine and no, that did now. look awesome. Oh, just mm-hmm. sit out there like with the sunset, <laughs> eat guacamole, yeah. and chips, oh, and then yeah. have some wine. Yeah. The hills, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just loved all of that. Him just kind of his expectations is being blown away the whole time, and not only are the wines good. Like you guys mentioned earlier with the Elijah Dushku's line, but then him just discovering the fried chicken and the guacamole, and I'm sure he had other things while he was here. So I liked all that. That's my number one. Scott. Uh, number one is just the the, <laughs> the way that they, they romanticize everything here. Like this like you mentioned early on, Jeff, this this is pretty much uh, like a brochure to like <laughs> go 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 to Napa, drink some wine, uh like, so yeah, again, the I love all the they made. I think they might have overdone it a little bit, but uh, maybe just to pad out the movie. But all the all the shots of all the vineyards, um, just Alan Rickman going around to all those places. Which I mean, they go to the. I really hope the one, the 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 fam the the what are their names again, the Barrett um, family vineyard. That that place is actually real. Like, uh, yeah, I looked up is. their website. Yeah. Okay, like the they're building. not open right now. Okay, uh, but even the building is yeah, the facade, at least the front part. Yeah, like that, you that's, said, that's like you went inside, it was different. Yeah, yeah. Um, the exterior is real because that like mm-hmm. that looks super cool. Like that that felt like like they wanted to compete with the you know the French wines. Like they were serious about it. Um, mm-hmm. The they, yeah, they I, I wish they'd gone to like more of the. The wineries, like inside, I guess. I, I, I don't know, uh, but yeah, just the outside them again doing doing the work. Um, just Alan Rickman basically taking like like we, us living vicariously through Alan Rickman as he just goes around and drinks wine everywhere. <laughs> uh, I know what a freaking job. Yeah, he just, must have been loaded, by the way. Yeah, I guess nineteen seventy six. You could stretch out the money a little bit more, but. Well, that's the fun. That was one thing they mentioned. Like, I guess that's how tipping started, or not tipping, but paying for tasting started around this time. Because before then, it was free. Like, yeah, you know, well, we're taking money for tastings now. And well, Laura mentioned that her parents said back in the day they would go and you can just have free uh, tastings. Mm. Yeah, like now it's it's expensive. Yeah. Jesus, goddamn, um, Alec Rickman. But yeah, just just even Alan Rickman's wine shop. Uh, yeah, thanks, Rickman. Every time I pay for a taste, I'm going to take a swig of ride. I'm just going to go, thanks, Rickman. <laughs> uh, not Rickman, Spurrier. It wasn't like Alan Rickman did. <laughs> uh, I, I went, like, so uh, Dennis Freeney was in there. Uh, Maurice was his character's name. And the, the other guy, who's, who's also, like, super familiar. I can't remember what else he's in, but the, the writer. Uh, yeah. Uh, George's character, Louis Jim Bavel, 
his name. Um, it, it, anyways, it's Italian. Yeah, um, the two of them are in there, and they they drink, and they're like big wine enthusiasts. Uh, would have been funny, like t- to see Alnick when I think react to other people coming and just not be appreciative of whatever it was that their opinions were. <laughs> uh, but I do like the idea of just walking into this this tiny wine shop and being able to sample. Uh, like I, I have no idea if that's a real thing in in France anymore, or at least in Paris, uh, or if it ever was. But, uh, I, I like the Wait, idea. What of it. go into a shop and sampling wine? So the, if you're gonna go in there and he's gonna try to sell you wine or teach you about it, because this is like an academy or whatever, so mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to taste. Maybe you do have to pay money, uh, but you'll be able to sample different wines. Uh, well, Dennis Farina wasn't paying money, right? But they were like, because just bug. yeah, they they were like friends, and I think Rickman appreciated there was somebody that 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 did appreciate the wine as well, like right next door. Anyways, long story right. short, like it, it's definitely romanticizes wine, and I want to drink more wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Bevmo five cent wine sale right now. As of this recording, uh, bed most too far. Actually, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm all about to, I'm all about that total wine life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, total wine is better, but bed most closer for us. Yes, same. Alex, what's your number one? My number one is I love how underdog this story is because there's multiple underdogs in this movie, and they all win. Great. <laughs> I'm hanging out with my friend Pino over here. Uh, let's see. Alan Rickman, his, uh, he doesn't have any cust- any real customers. Dennis Farina just comes over for free tastings. <laughs> so much so that he has to finally like swipe the bottle away from him every once in a while. So he has to drum up new business. Uh, uh, Bill Pullman's uh, winery, Chateau, whatever. Maison Derriere is uh, failing. He's got to get another loan from the bank <laughs> at the very start. And uh, Freddy Rodriguez, Gustavo, has to start because of his dad. I love that speech that he gives to uh, Jim Barrett. It's like, it's got to be in your blood, just like my dad. He never lived to see you know his own wine, but I'm going to make that happen. That was great. He wants to make a name for himself with his wine, and they all get it. And Sam just wants a, a roof over her head that doesn't leak. <laughs> well, she's still wanting. Uh, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. I just had that one honorable mention, or two. The, the truck driver, the racist truck driver, I thought that was agent, a uh, special agent. Um... <laughs> it's still about him. Skinner? Yeah. Special Agent Skinner, a.k.a. The Shocker, but it wasn't. That does look familiar. Per- him up now. No, he's Greg, been in a he's bunch in of the stuff. Rock. Greg Collins is his name. Uh, they say he's in The Rock. Private Gamble, but I don't remember that. Yeah. It's just one of the goons. Yeah, alright. And then Eliza Dushku kind of has nothing really to do in this movie. But then, Laura was asking me, what else is she in? I'm like, um... Not much. Why, why do we know her? So for me, that's right, true life. for me, true I know her from Dollhouse. Uh, so originally, yeah, I know her from Dollhouse. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV series. Mm-hmm. And oh, she was on that. Yeah, and then uh, he said Dollhouse, bring it on. 
That's where she said she remembered her from. Um, and then yeah, Jay and Silent Bob strike back. There was a <laughs> like, horror movie much. that I saw in that that I, I remember liking. It was U Turn. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. wrong turn. True lies. Wrong turn. Yeah, maybe that was it. U turn. Yeah, probably wasn't a horror movie. <laughs> this was like a David Lynch thing. I don't know. Anyway, any honorable mentions from you guys? Uh, yeah, I actually... Uh, let's see. Well, we take the internet for granted nowadays because I was looking at that scene. It's like, damn, yeah, this is 70s. They didn't have the internet. <laughs> this is the best they could do, watching Sam watch that thing. It's just like, oh, it's like, oh, I feel bad for these guys. Just look at the future. It's great. <laughs> uh, all the shitty cars, Dennis Farina, we already talked about. And I just looked up the Thunderbird. It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I kind of figured, but uh, I didn't know it was like, wow. It's like a fortified wine from the 50s. Uh, 17.5% alcohol. Yeah, I think my parents and like my grandma used to drink oh, that God. or something. <laughs> yeah. Damn. What's, what's, what's the two-buck check? That's the... Two buck Chuck. Yeah. What oh, is, okay. What about what is, what is that? The, what's the actual name of that? What Boone's Farm? I don't know. Sutter Sutter's, oh, Sutter's no. home. Yeah, it's Ch- Chuck. It's Charles. Charles oh, Charles Schwab. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's Charles Schwab. Yeah, I forgot what it is too. But Charles yeah. Shaw. Two buck. It's got a, it, it's got a, a W in there somewhere. Charles Shaw. Yeah. Alright, well, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being absolute garbage, 7 being perfection. Um, I will go and... Um, oh, I want to give it a 6, but I can't good conscience do that. So I'll give it a 5. It's a very high 5. I like it. It does have I, I, high rewatchability for me, so maybe yeah. I should make it a 6. No. Um, but there's enough... Fuck it, I'm making it a six. I'm doing it live. <laughs> six for me. Uh, it's it just a very low six. But I, I've watched this movie enough that I have to call it a six. So there it is. Even if it's bad. Guilty pleasure, whatever it is. That's a six for me. Scott. All right. Um, Going to give it a five. Uh, a lot of lot of flaws, but uh, very breezy. And I always appreciate a, a movie that's, that's easy to watch. And Breezely. again, all the wine. So And Alan Rickman. So yeah, fun. Man, he looked good in that white hair at the end. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm also going to give this a five. I really, really enjoy this movie. I think it would have been a six if it was more about um, Gustavo and him ending up with Sam at the end. He did. Headcanon. Headcanon, I know. But not for real canon. So, it's a five. Well, I still think she did. I just think that it was just weird. <laughs> he I, I came didn't... running out of the fields after that hug. We <laughs> just sucked Bo right in the face. Well, no, it was a friend's hug. He, uh, Chris Pine's in the friend zone. That's all it was. <laughs> but it was awkward. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's good. No? Oh, no, sorry. No? Jesus. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm the only one drinking here. He's still, he's still, I know. Come on, still man. got a little bit of this in your system from Eastern Jeff. Yeah, apparently. Uh, now it's time for our crossover moment, which or topic, which is top wine moments in movies, TV, entertainment, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go first, and uh, I think I'm going to do a uh, my number five, and I think this is the first time we have ever referenced this movie. <laughs> on this podcast. And this is from the movie Spanglish, starring Adam Sandler Ugh. and... <laughs> uh, was it T. Leone? Just, yeah, I don't remember. Don't do it. <laughs> what? Spanglish. You know what I'm going to say? No. It's, it's just Spanglish. Oh, okay. yeah. No, the movie's... I've only seen it once. I didn't even see the whole thing. But Cloris Leachman is living with... She's like T. Leona's mom or something. <laughs> and they're kind of arguing... And she has a full glass of wine, and Tina only goes, Mother, it's not even noon yet. And she goes to defend herself. And then she looks up at the clock, and it like it strikes noon, and she just goes, eh? <laughs> and then drinks. <laughs> All right. Oh, it cracked me up, man. I'll give, oh. this, I'll give this a pass, because, yeah, that was trailer bait, but that was a really good joke. <laughs> just, just trying to defend herself. And then, nope, don't, that's, you can't get mad at me now. I'm drinking after noon. Oh, my God. It killed me. So that's it. That's my number five. Mm-hmm. Cloris Leachman in Spanglish. Uh, Scott, number five. Uh, number five is, is going to Original Simpsons, uh, The Crepes of Wrath. Oh, son uh, of a bitch. Um, so uh, a lot of wine going on, but. Yeah. Um, particularly the the scene. I'm, trying, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm misremembering this. Uh, uh-huh. But. Uh, at one point, Bart drinks the wine. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This so when he drinks two. the wine, yeah, and uh, there's antifreeze in it. So yeah. Okay. I'll let you talk more about that, Alex. But Thank uh, you. yeah, Simpsons Crips of Wrath. All right. I vaguely remember that. Um, what? They put like gasoline or something. A- right? Antifreeze. Yeah. Antifreeze. For antifreeze. Pete's sake. Right. I did a whole All podcast right. well, about this episode. <laughs> Alex, what's number five? <laughs> Uh, my number five is Clarence Boddicker in RoboCop. Because <laughs> it's the first thing that I ever think about with wine. <laughs> For some reason, as a kid, I did this also because it was so ingrained in my memory. But when he goes up to dealing with the uh, the uh, drug maker, the drug creator, <laughs> he dips his two fingers into his wine and sniffs it, putting both of his fingers up his nose to sniff the wine. I did that to my high C once. It didn't smell that good. Jesus. <laughs> did it to your high C? Yeah, I had a couple of high C or, or uh, whatchamacallit. What's the big oh yeah guy? Kool-Aid? Yeah, Kool-Aid. I think it was Kool-Aid. <laughs> did, did it. My mom's like, what the hell are you doing? It's pure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is. All right. All right. Okay. My number four... It's from the other wine movie that most people know. It'll be Sideways. And it's the scene where he's upset and he drinks from the spit bucket. Oh my gosh, disgusting. I almost puked. <laughs> yeah, one of the very it's... few scenes in a non-horror movie. Or in a non-Cronenberg <laughs> movie that I almost puked. Yeah, so... I've only seen the movie once. I actually want to see it again because I'm going up that part of the, the California soon. Uh, but yeah, the him drinking from the spit bucket. That's when you know you have problems. Yeah, and he had problems. 
And by the way, I have been wine tasting uh, more than a few times, and I have never spit back up the wine. That's just ridiculous. Do they do they make it like manifest? So like, okay, here's a spit bucket, everybody. Or do you kind of just have to know? No, it's in the corner. It's usually on a de- on a place where you can plainly see it. Yeah, but it depends. A lot of places now too. You can just go have, go take your wine and walk around, and just come back for your next pour when you're ready, or you will bring it out to you where you sit. It depends on the wineries. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm there to drink, so I'm going to drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is yeah, most people. I think if somebody's like has a snooty palate. Or yeah. a sommelier or something that comes by, then yeah, they'll have a spit bucket for him. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number four. Okay, uh, my number four is uh, a, a movie in a similar vein to uh, Bottle Shock. Uh, I don't know if either of you have seen it. Uh, Good Year. Nope. Is it about a blimp? Uh, that that was a bad year. <laughs> the very worst. Uh, it was a bad note. <laughs> uh, so that wine had a bad note. Is a uh, Russell Crowe. Um, his grandfather um, owned or owned a, a vineyard in Provence, um, and most of the movies is them just him at any vineyard, and it it basically romanticizes <laughs> wine in the same way. Was that he fighting the, the grapes? Is he what? Is he fighting the grapes? Is that how you got the juice out of him? <laughs> fighting around the world. <laughs> fighting the grapes. Ah, oh, you stupid yeah. grape. He doesn't... He doesn't... You have too much wrath. Like, uh, spo- <laughs> spoilers. I, I don't think he punches anybody in that movie. Maybe what? off camera. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it romanticizes wine in much the same way that the, the other one was. And it's also fairly breezy. It's uh, recommend it. Uh, but at the very beginning, his, his grandfather... Um, Albert Finney uh, gives him this speech about like how awesome wine is, and it's 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 worth watching. Hmm. A good year. Okay. All right, Alex. For four. I'd rather watch Leap Year. Um, this one is from an anime, actually, and I thought the scene was very hilarious. It's from an anime called Samurai Champloo. Scott, eh, Jeff, I've watched it. Yeah. It's been a while. And it's been a minute, but I, I watched it. Ta- yeah, this takes place in uh, feudal Japan, but they go. The, some of the characters go to this one bar that has exotic brands, and they have this thing called wine uh, from from the western region, from the western part of the world, and they've never seen it because all they have is you know all the characters know is sake, and it's usually like milky white or clear. So when they have this red liquid <laughs> that they put, and it's boozy. And they all, you know, love it and enjoy it. And the next day, one of their other friends comes over to see us, like, all right, what bar do I have to pick them up from? So where are these guys? <laughs> and he sees all these people just, like, passed out and everything with, like, dread, red liquid dripping from their faces, and they think they're completely dead. It's like, <laughs> like they've, they've witnessed a murder. It's like a whole gory scene. It's like, oh, no, it's just wine. Red wine. There it is. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's kind of similar to my number three. Oh. Um, you saw Samurai Champloo too? I did not. <laughs> no. But <laughs> um, mine would be Buster from Arrested Development, which I don't know if you guys remember. 
So you don't let Buster drink juice because he gets all hyper. Um, and every once in a while he gets a high C box and he loves it. Well, he goes to uh, Job's bachelor party and he sees that there's boxed wine, but he thinks it's a big juice box. And so he makes, <laughs> puts a straw in it and is drinking from it and he gets drunk and it's pretty hilarious. And then he passes out. I think somehow blood goes and the, the, the hooker in the cake was an archaleptic or something and the blood's over. I don't remember, but it's a weird scene. Just But Buster drinking, thinking the boxed wine was a giant juice box cracked me up. <laughs> Somebody's trying to kill baby Buster. Yeah, I like the flashback of what Lucille Bluth is dancing and singing, whatever, and then Buster does it too later. It's great. That's it. <laughs> Scott, number three. Uh, number three is from Futurama. Uh, is the first time that uh, we, first episode where we meet Zap Brannigan and uh, Leela is is in uh, Zap Brannigan's room on, on the ship that, he, that they're on. And uh, he he offers her some champagne, <laughs> to to which she replies, "I had no idea you were such a coinsure." Um, coinsure. And uh, many many other hilarious lines ensue about how it's real velour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the the Zap Brandingen character is is hilarious. Uh, but it always stuck with me the champagne. Um, I mean, we probably made that joke before we ever saw Futurama, but <laughs> Champagne. Uh, but to, to see to see it here, uh, it, it plays. So, yeah, Zap Brannigan and Champagne. I love at the end of that scene, just to add a bit, where she's like, where he's crying, he's like, "Do you want the rest of the Champagne?" <laughs> it's like, "No thanks," and it's pronounced Champagne. Oh God, no! <laughs> That's right. Uh, I I, su- I suffer from a very sexy learning disability. Tell them what it is, kid. Uh, sex, Lexia. <laughs> oh man, that's my number three. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex. Uh, now I'm gonna have to get a ruling on this number three because it is from a video game. Okay. Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Honorable mention, so I'll allow it. Because <laughs> it, it's probably wine? blood, but whatever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which is a bad? It is a wine Clink. glass, so I'll, I'll, yeah. it's a wine glass, so I'll allow it. Yeah. I did think that was the very first thing I thought of, Alex, <laughs> when I was making this list. What is a man but a silly little pile of lies? Oh, that's great. Play Symphony of the Night, people. Just Die, monster. You don't belong <laughs> you in this world. You don't belong in this world. What is a man? Scott, damn, such a great game. Alright, well, my number two mm-hmm. is from a little movie called Princess Bride. Ah, damn it. And it's the That's, Test of Wits. Yeah. The Battle of Wits. Uh-huh. Uh, Alright, if you guys number one, I'll let you go. You go, yeah, no, so go, go Princess Bride. Yeah, no, I'm curious to do, see do what it. your number one is. Because I want to hear you while Sean, because it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do it, but now I might. I can't <laughs> you know, you know I would. I whatever. Man is mortal, and you keep it far away from you as possible. <laughs> Wait till I get <laughs> going. In Australia, in Australia, it was full of criminals, so I could clearly not choose the wine glass in front of you. Anyway, hey Jeff, do, 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 so uh, you've made your choice. Do not remotely. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till I get going. Yeah. Wait till I get going. <laughs> You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? 
I know where the wine, uh, the poison is. What in the world? <laughs> All right, Scott, number two. Uh, number two is uh, Year of the Comet. Um, I almost wanted to, to do. I almost put a good year and then Year of the Comet just so I could portmanteau them. But uh, <laughs> in, anyway, uh, Year of the Comet. Um, it's a movie that flew way. That's flown under everybody's radar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually put it on my list because I was thinking about this, but uh, I know. it's, it's an adventure watch, movie. Watch it again. But uh, yeah, well, we probably will because it's on my list now. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, same thing with the good year too. I actually think put that on there. But um, no, <laughs> year of the comet. <laughs> uh, I I remember really enjoying this movie. It's been a really long time since I've seen it, so who knows now? But mm-hmm. uh, without spoiling anything. There is a, a particular scene where they, they taste some wine, and uh, it's pretty cool. So, like, see, you I don't the remember that scene. All right, well, I'll watch question number two. I'll watch that again. The Crepes of Breath, The Simpsons, when Bart gets, <laughs> gets uh, to be a foreign exchange student in France, and The Simpsons get a boy from Albania goes to a vineyard and the guys are very abusive and they're just using them for slave labor pretty much and then they're like oh no the wine didn't come out too strong it's like well if we put a little antifreeze in it it gives it the right amount of kick it won't poison anybody and they taste test it on Bart the absolute best part is they send Bart to get more antifreeze (laughs) for the bottles of wine and he goes over to a French police officer and he's saying all this stuff and then he realizes that he can speak French and then he's saying, I was like, oh, these guys are terrible. They're working me day and night and everything. And they sleep me sleep on the ground. They treat the donkey better than me. <laughs> no reaction. Until he says, and they're putting antifreeze in the wine. <gasps> Sacre bleu! <laughs> how, how, I'll ask you guys, how often does it come up that he can speak French? I think it's come up one other time in the 13 seasons that I've seen. And Japanese as well. He learns Japanese? Yeah, with Homer. Because they spend a little time in Japanese prison. Oh. <laughs> so Mr. Sparkle Uh, No, not the Mr. Sparkle episode. They actually go to Japan to do the game show thing. Fishbulb. Yeah, I can't remember the other... The other French mention on The Simpsons, but I know they call back to it at least one more time. All right. Okay. Well. Yeah. My number one. Ooh. Sorry for yawning. I'm getting tired here. Um, it's pretty much all the wine drinking that goes on in Game of Thrones, uh, <laughs> specifically Ooh. Cersei and Tyrion Lannister. Um, you know, she's doing it. She's brooding over whatever evil stuff she's doing, and he's just doing it because. He's got a shitty life, and he drinks and he knows things. And that gif on his wedding night of him pouring the wine to the absolute top of the glass is one of the greatest things ever. And the, the look on his face yeah, as he gets fantastic. to the top of the room. Oh, he drinks God. and he knows things. He drinks and he knows uh, things. In, uh, in, in the books, uh, like Cersei like, develops a, a big drinking problem. Uh, just for for the record, so yeah, kind of cut that out of the show. Mm. Oh, she's drinking the whole time. She right she's after... drinking a lot, but like to the <laughs> point where, like, 
she doesn't function as well. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's plenty of wine seeds, oh, yeah. but th- those specifically. Um, is my number one. <laughs> nice, healthy pewter cups. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple of those. Uh, Scott, what's number one? Uh, number number one is, is Princess Brad. Yeah. Same. All right. Dun, dun, um, dun, let's, any honorable mentions? I had, it was not really a wine scene, but one of the first things that popped up my mind was Joey Pants eating steak and drinking wine <laughs> as he sells out. Ignorance is the bliss. Matrix crew. I don't want to un- remember nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know why that still got in my mind. It was a wine scene. But it really great. is. It's more of a steak scene. Um, we mentioned Simply the Night. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Drop Dead Fred. That's. Fred oh, Savage? Shit. That's another There's, there's a whole wine tasting scene in there. Right now. Uh, I only saw that once as a kid. Uh, there was a yeah, wine tasting scene. Um, I don't know. It might actually be on my list. But the, where, yeah, they're spitting out the wine and. Fred doesn't understand why. As a kid, I didn't either, so... <laughs> this was when I saw that movie. Uh, one that, if you guys wouldn't have allowed Castlevania, the other one that I was going to put in there was Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> when Frank is carrying that fucking uh, Diet Coke can, but it's full of wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's carrying it in her room. has got purple lips. <laughs> so There's gross. that one. And the one where they always go to Dave and Buster's for their company meetings, and they order, order just a glass of wine. So I could get a couple more glasses of wines here. The waitress is like, you know, if you ordered like a carafe, or you know, it might be cheaper. It's like I'm feeling like you're a little bit judgy over here. Yeah, why don't you just go get us another couple glasses of wine? Um, yeah. <laughs> don't they? Sorry, don't they keep calling a guy anyone who orders like a, a man ordering white wine? And they just call a bunch of names and everything. Okay. Oh shit! Anyway. That was yeah. That was cheapest. There's a lot of wine stuff in Always Sunny. There's the one where they're both at, at, with different groups at the restaurant, and they're trying to one up each other. So Frank buys him like a really nice bottle of wine to Dennis and his t- and uh, Mac, and Dennis just looks at him and he pours the wine out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, when when one of the times we went to the John Williams thing at the the Hollywood Bowl, somebody brought. The like, the three pack of like the weird, like, tiny plastic bottles of wine. Yeah. That that were like that you would buy at like the cash register on the way out of a Bevmo. And yeah. I had some of that, and ugh, like I still remember. Like I'm I'm pretty sure I threw up like something later. Are those the ones that have the pop tops that you pop like a can? Of I don't even think it had like a. Like it, it was just like they they weren't shaped like wine bottles. They were just like these, like big pods. Like I don't know how to describe it. Uh, yeah, like little grenades. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and it's just ugh. Oh, you don't like don't, this? don't drink those, folks. No. <laughs> was, Desperate times call. I, I mean, at that point, it was so hammered. I would have taken it either way. But anyways, there it is. All right. It's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, 15 years ago, guys, a great mm-hmm. moment in sports history. 15 years ago, it was a cold day in Boston, and the Angels were playing uh, the Red Sox. 
right? The bottom of the seventh. Go on. Angels were in the field. Boston was batting. They had two outs. They were ready to get out of there. J.D. Drew steps up to the plate. J.D. Drew? Yeah, that's who. Knocks one into left field. It goes uh, just into the stands so that it is not player interference because there's some, you know, their fans reach out. They want to get a foul ball and everything. And, uh, shit. Who was it that almost, from the Angels, that almost caught that ball? See, Garrett Anderson. Yes, thank ago, you. I, uh, <laughs> Garrett Anderson. Thank you, Jeff. Are you sure it was Garrett mm-hmm. Anderson? Yes. Alex? Garrett really Anderson. Sure? Are you really sure? Dinesford. Yes, I'm really sure. Yeah. Uh, smashes into the fans. Beer spilled and everything. And in that same moment, an object is flying from off camera. It hits the guy that almost cut the foul ball square in the shoulder. And it was the this is the 15th year anniversary of the pizza chucker incident in Boston. I just found out about this. It's amazing. No, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so 15 years ago, that would have been 2007. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I guess they because it was it was kind of close from a certain perspective. You could kind of see that it might have been fan interference, and some guy was very angry and he just chucked the pizza at the guy that almost caught the ball. (laughs) And the two like the announcers, I'll link it on the chat. But the two announcers are just having a great time because at first it's like, oh man, the guy's covered in mud. I don't know what happened. It's like, oh, it seems like somebody threw a sub sandwich at him or something. Going to different angles on the replay. It's just like, oh my gosh, somebody threw a pizza at this guy. Oh my god, that was great. The video is amazing. Nice. Time for Neam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Jeff, that was real sports. <laughs> I know. Actually, the Angels, too. Yeah. Fucking Houston. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, a teaser trailer dropped today. I, I think there was a one sheet that came out today or yesterday as well uh, mm-hmm. for Thor Love and Thunder. Hell yeah. Uh, I watched this a couple times today. Looks like it's a, uh, it's Taika Waititi, so mm-hmm. <laughs> there's definitely an irreverence there. Um, the whole the whole time uh, Guns N' Roses is, is playing in the, in the background. and it, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh Perhaps more so than a lot of the the other Marvel stuff coming up. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. coming out in June. Does that sound right? Uh, but at any rate, J- July. July. Oh, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, looks super cool. Go go check out the trailer. But I don't want to spoil anything if, if people don't want to be spoiled. But uh, it's def- definitely worth worth a look. Um, so, I'm so excited. Um, for this. Quick question. Besides, I guess the Avengers like those movies is mm-hmm. this the only other Marvel movie that has had a fourth movie in the series hmm I, I think you're right yeah this will be the one where a main <laughs> a main Avengers team member is the the starring character of the of the yeah. of a fourth, fourth movie. movie yeah yeah, yeah, 
Oh. I guess at this title. Yeah, I mean, like Tony Stark hogged a lot of other movies, yeah. but there wasn't an Iron Man 4. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Also, in, in like even less interesting <laughs> uh, questions, Iron Man is the only series that actually gets numbers, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like everything else just oh, gets damn. That, that subtitle. Yeah. Yeah, because I think they real because those are the first ones. I think they realize the number is going to get really weird with all the interchangeable movies and everything. So I think they, yeah, they just went with the subtitle. So there we are. Approach. Uh, so yep, check it out, people. Um, so we we've been laxing uh, something else, and uh, that would be Moon Knight. So we'll circle back around to that. We've all caught up now with the the current three episodes. So mm-hmm. uh, correct. So spoilers ahead. Um, so yeah, uh, before we get to that, Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Uh, kind of. I've been hearing some really good things about Our Flag Means Death, the new HBO. Oh uh, yeah, that's Max out. Yeah, I keep, I keep meaning to check that out. I have to check that out. It's been getting rave reviews as well as uh, what's it? Fucking everything, everywhere, all at once. That's Is that the, the title. One. Yeah, I, I I keep hearing people talk about that. So. Yeah. So those two things I really want to watch. The other one, that's a Taika Waititi thing? Yeah. And yes. It stars the, yeah. the manager from Flight of the Concords. The werewolf from <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows. The head werewolf from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> yeah. Reese Darby, I think is his name. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's his thing. Uh, anything else, Alex? Nope, that's it. Cool, yeah, I definitely want to check those out. Uh, Jeff? Um, yeah, I don't think I've done anything. Uh, I've been watching some of the Dark Side of the Ring episodes. Those are pretty great. Those are the behind-the-scenes wrestling stuff. Uh, God, I know I watched something. It's been two weeks, right? So I had to watch something, weeks. but I can't remember what. I think, Bat- I think um, The Batman is out now. At least will be as... As people listen to this, it'll be available for streaming it on HBO Max. Yeah, I already saw that. I have not, I so I'll probably okay. have a quick review for that next week. Same. Uh, <laughs> How long do you think it's going to yeah. take you to watch, Scott? Uh, at least four sittings. <laughs> but it's HBO Max, so I don't, like I'm already paying for it. So right. The bitterness isn't there. Actually, speaking of that, I think I went. I, tell you, I went back and rewatched. Justice League Snyder Cut. I guess I, mean, I, guess I hate myself. I <laughs> do you like to hate watch the, the DC stuff, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. I do. I watch the Batman v Superman and this. The original Justice League I hate. The Jack, Zack Snyder ones. It's watchable. I like it. For the most part, I like it. I don't know why you had to put it in the weird IMAX format. That was Because he's a goddamn cinephile, that's why. But the movie was not going to be in cinemas. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, that's the how that's part. how far gone he is. You need intervention. God. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Besides Moon Knight, I'm sure I'm missing something. But yeah, Moon Knight is because I because I hadn't seen any of them, so I had to kind of catch up on that. So, oh no, Winning Time, Winning Time, Winning Time. Watch that. That's my favorite new show on uh, right now. Another one. I need so to that's watch. the HBO yeah. Lakers thing. Really watch it, and uh, the greatest episode of all time was last week because the the words uh, "fuck Boston" was said numerous <laughs> times, 
And uh, as a sports fan, I 100% agree with that statement. Did they cover cover the pizza chucker? No, but that was almost my instant. When you started talking about Red Sox, I was almost, I just, it's hard not to say that. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, um, that's that's everything. Let's let's get into Moon Knight. Uh, So, we've seen the three episodes. Um, Some some starting thoughts for me. Um, I do think it's interesting that this is kind of the first mcu show so we had we had the stuff on netflix previously but this is the first mcu show um that introduces a new character because the other four that we've, we've had so far in disney plus um were all pre-existing characters or at least um heavily involved pre-existing characters if you were. yeah um this is like they have not made reference at all to anything mcu um they do explain why the the, the superpowers going on here um, are not like known by the rest of the world, um, so so they they cover that pretty well. So that that, that all makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, other, other than that, let's let's kind of break it down a little bit. So the first episode is is you know the introductory introductory episode, kind of set up uh, that the there's Weird stuff going on, but you don't really get a, a full sense of it until the very end of the episode. The second one kind of dives right in. Um, the third one adds on more to the second episode, <laughs> as far yeah. as uh, making the the audience question what's going on. Um, so, uh, some questions so far. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> it's really that much right now. I, I so I don't think we are supposed to know for like. The most part, um, yeah, I think, I think we, we I, a lot of of the the lore gets I think answered. So again, for anyone that's still listening, spoilers. I think a lot of the lore gets answered in this third question, third question, this third episode. Uh, but I think the third episode also makes it pretty clear. At least I'm guessing that there's a third personality. Yeah, it's either the the Egyptian god himself that's taken over because we know he can do that. I don't think it is though. Yeah, that's what a, that's. Yeah, at first I thought it was. It's like maybe there's you know yeah a third personality in there somewhere. So I think yeah there's a, there's a third personality which I I I wonder if I watched the first two episodes if I catch that because really the only clue is the the time loss because they they make it kind of clear in this third episode that neither one of them are feeling that that time loss. They're yeah. both around for each other. So there's like a, a third, uh, like, thing going on there. Um, so that's good. It's good that you confirmed that, Alex, <laughs> with me, or at least mm-hmm. you, you had the same thoughts. I don't, Jeff. Yeah. No, but now that you guys are saying that, that kind of makes sense. You're talking about yeah, where he's like Mark Spector and he zones out, but he comes back now like everybody's dead. Yeah, so yeah. Steven, why'd Steven. you kill all these guys? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. me. So I was confused by that. That could that makes sense what you guys are saying. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I know you're supposed to be confused. I think I've mentioned this in other movies too, like our shows. Like, it's good to be confused, but like, if you're three or four episodes in, and you still don't know what's going on. That that starts to get frustrating mm. for me. Because imagine this was a movie. I mean, four hours in a movie, I still have no idea what's going on. True. Like, that's when I start to. I you well, better be really good. I, I guess I, is what I'm saying. When when everything's pieces start coming yeah, I, together, and usually it doesn't at this point. 
I, I was a little frustrated with this with Mark in this episode where he's like, Stephen, what did you do? And it's when it's been painfully clear that that Stephen is like just a giant pussy. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that he wouldn't yeah. he would not have like stabbed a bunch of dudes and Stephen immediately is like I didn't do this like w- like immediately Mark should have been like well what the hell happened like and he just like doesn't stop to think about it at all like that that yeah. was kind of frustrating to me um but uh yeah so um I, I really wonder where they're they're kind of going with the mm. This in the, of course, in the grand scheme of the MCU, because mm-hmm. um, they kind of back to the high stakes again of, of like <laughs> millions and millions of people dying, um, but it's all resting this one character. And again, there's there's zero reference to anything else. Um, I, I was wondering in this episode if the snap affected them at all, because that'd be interesting. Um, yeah. Do they say when this takes place? That's another thing they ha- they really haven't. That that is true. They they have not. But they've got like the f- like normal phones. So so it's modern, but it could be before. That snap. is true. Yeah, be. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. think about yeah. that. Yeah, I guess it I could know. be before before that happens. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh... I can't understand him when he's English. I was going to ask. <laughs> Poor Jeff. Subtitles are totally on. Uh, God damn it, Jeff. Uh, he's good. Like I think he's really good. Yeah. I had a question. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's not English. I'm, yes, most of these people are, but I'm pretty sure he's like South American or something. And he, you know, he's from, his heritage is Guatemala, and he's like raised in Miami or something. So like, but he, yeah, he did a really good there. Um, the girl, I'm still, I'm having a hard time figuring out how she fits in this. I know it's his wife or something, and I, I guess she I was, know. she was there she might have been there close to the beginning when he got his powers as Moon Knight because she kept saying, hey, you know, summon the suit. I know you got it. Yeah. So, so let's... let's. Yeah, I still don't understand the suit powers. Well, mm-hmm. th- this this episode, made, or the third episode, made it, uh, well, more clear on what the suit could and couldn't do. Like, basically makes him, like, immortal. Like, he gets... Like run through by spears, yeah, um, and just shook it off completely. Um, it doesn't say that he that he's like can't be killed in the suit, but um, clearly it's, it takes a lot. Um, now he's got the super strength. Speed is able to manifest the, the different projectiles. Mm-hmm. Um, seems to improve his aim like infinitely. I guess. Uh, yeah, and the cloak also like. Is bulletproof because he protected the girl with it in yeah. this, this episode. Um, I do, I do like the the Steven suit. Like they have the different suits for the different people. Um, <laughs> it's like you said, some of the suit, just like some of the suit. Yeah, but so it does make me wonder what if, if they do get around to this third personality, like what the suit's going to look like then. Yeah, uh, or if ultimately they're able to like all work together somehow and you get like the super suit or whatever, or, like go Super Saiyan. Super Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because so the original what... suit, like Mark Spector suit, is bumpy and it's got a lot of bandages and everything, kind of like a mummy. And then Stevens is more like a you know like a Dapper Dan type of suit with a vest and whatnot. So maybe the the third and final one is more like the one in the comic book, kind of like a Batman but like a white 
suit. So I, I will say the first episode was like oh, about good as now. much yeah, as thanks. I want to see of. Hmm? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Uh, I don't have an answer for you, Alex. That's why I was. Playing. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I did not hear what you said. So. Uh, so the first episode was about as much as I want to see. Mark carry or not Mark uh, the Stephen character carry an entire episode. <laughs> yeah, it was fine to set up the the whole thing and then, um, you know obviously Stephen's going to go through an arc here where he's going to become more confident and stuff and he's clearly in love with the already with the I don't remember her character's name already. Um, Layla, yeah, Layla. Uh, with with her, um, so you, you'll see him grow and become tougher and I'm, I'm sure you'll see Mark sarf, soften up a little bit as well probably because of steven um but yeah like more 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 blending i think is better because <laughs> like steven was really grating on me in this third episode it was like no just shut up and let him fight like <laughs> like and you almost yeah i am getting frustrated with let me in let me in let me in all that stuff is you know, the big knife fight on the roof i'm not making him stop i just I'm not enjoying this, but I'm not hating it either. And that's a weird spot for me in a show. I can't just like, I kind of have to psych myself up to watch it. I'm not like super into it, which is weird. But I can't say I don't like it either. I, I, I like this third episode the most so far because it delved into a lot of the, the nerd lore. <laughs> I don't I don't know how comic book accurate it is, but I like that they, they dove in here with the, the whole idea of the avatars and... Uh, that there's actually shit inside the the pyramid, at least one of the pyramids at Giza. Uh, so that that that, that was all kind of cool. Um, I I really liked in this third episode the uh, the changing of the the constellations. Uh, that, 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 oh, was, that was yeah, cool. That, yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it was really well done. They got um, turned into stone. Yeah. Uh, I I like the action so far what do you guys think um most of it happens like like why he's passed out so we don't see it either <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is also getting a little frustrating um but uh yeah so, so what do you guys think so far as far as the, the action is concerned no i'm i'm really digging it i really like the show first the first episode with the or was it wasn't the first, it was the second episode with the big fight with the cgi dog it was like eh I think yeah. the CJ is not really good in this at all. I think even some of his shots, his Moon Knight, don't yeah, look great. It's, it's not super. Yeah. It's like it's not composited well, or something about it looks faked. Mm-hmm. It's usually around the cape. Um, I don't know why they decided to fully 100% CGI that. Yeah, I don't know. That seems to be the thing, though, in these movies. They always CGI the cape. I mean, with Doctor Strange, it makes sense because that's a sentient cape, so it should look weird. But his cape, I know, I mean, it can do stuff, but it hasn't done anything, like, supernatural. Like, it's not alive, like the Doctor Strange cape. I know, but I think in the, all the Man of Steel Superman stuff, it's all been CG'd. Oh, really? I don't know, but, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um... Probably because the capes in comics do way different things than it would in real life. <laughs> like, Superman, 
landing fly in the cape would be 20 feet above and probably land on top of his head, not just stay in his waist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Things like that. <laughs> so what do you guys think so far of our, our villain, uh, Ethan Hawke, as uh, Arthur Harrow? Harrow, yeah. Uh, I think he needs some Dr. Sherman. really bad? Yeah, is he wearing really bad uh, old man makeup, or is Ethan Hawke that old? He's, now? he's that, he's old. that old. Yeah, he does. I it just looks I feel weird. like he's always kind of like not not squinting, but like like his teeth are grinding. Like, it's like making the teeth. Yeah, he's, he's like making himself look uncomfortable, which I guess is the point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's walking on glass. Yeah. All the just, time, just so. him, him, and him. Oh, I forgot about that. That's how the show yeah. starts. Him, yeah. him and Annie Lennox. Yeah, just all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, that is. Why did you? Why did you pick her in that? Are you playing that hurdle gap game? Scott? What? Oh my god! So have you heard of Wordle? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's a hurdle app game now. What's day? There's a song, and they play like one second of it. You guess. If not, we'll play two seconds of it. Yes. No. Today's song was. Land- what was early Eurythmics? It was. It, well, not her. It's, uh, I don't think it's by Eurythmics. It's it was just Annie her. Lennox? Okay. Annie Lennox walking the broken glass was a song today. Oh, wow. Oh, speaking of. I got it with one song. With so, one speaking note. of which, uh, another Wordle analog that uh, Annie actually uh, pointed it out to, to me. Was there, there's one with uh, movie screenshots. Frame, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, fa- I forgot too. to do it the last couple of days, damn it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I... <laughs> there, was, there was one the other day that I got the very first try. It wasn't even... It wasn't fair. It was uh, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first day I played with Scott yeah. Pilgrim. When I was yeah, I got it, got it instantly. <laughs> and then one of them, one of them I felt like it was cheating because the very third one... It's black and white. What, what was that? So it was black and white. The black and white Sorry, go ahead. didn't didn't help right away, but then they they showed a like something being typed in the typewriter, and the thing in the typewriter was list, but with but like in yeah. German. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like not only was the word list, but it was list in German, or at least what I assumed was German. List of Schindler. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> that was a little too. That should have been like the sixth clue because you only I think you only get six, right? Um, yeah. But, uh, I was proud of myself in the Exorcist, Exorcist one, though. I got that one. Yeah. one. Uh, and anyway, so if, if people are looking at that framed, right, Jeff? That's the name of it? Yeah, yeah. so if people are looking at additional little stuff like that. Uh, that was that one's actually kind of cool because like, it, it'll just automatically go to the... Or auto-fill in the movie names for you. Like, so... Yeah. yeah, same with Hurdle. Like, I didn't... I, I actually, like, when I heard the song today, I was like... Okay, I know this song. I just started singing the lyrics. I'm like, maybe the name of the song was Walking on Broadway. <laughs> I typed it in and it was Walking on Broadway. Linux. Anyway. <laughs> yes, right, so we digress. Uh, so yeah, back back to Ethan Hawke. Uh, I, I think he's good so far. Yeah. Um, kind of middle of the road as far as the, the villains we've gotten so far. Um. He's kind of ahead of... I mean, he's very... I don't know if I'd call him omnipotent he's, yet, but he kind of is well ahead of all their... Yeah, he's very very so. cerebral. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. no, he's, he's definitely not, like, phys- the physical menace, although I'm sure at some point he's going to, like, 
they're gonna turn him into a CGI monster or whatever. But <laughs> 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 so that's how they roll. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I guess it is it is nice that the, yeah the villain here isn't like he, he he does have some powers, but not not on the same level as like what we've seen in the the, the previous MCU shows. Um, or at least, or at least in Hawkeye, people don't have powers, but. The ability to summon like a million goons, <laughs> which he technically could do, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll see how that pan out. How that pans out. Uh, the, the glass thing, though, is like it makes me uncomfortable, which I guess is the point. Uh, but anyways, what do, what do you guys think of him so far? Mm, he's okay. Like I said, I mean he's. Ahead, yeah, I'm just waiting for to see where his character goes from here. Like he's got some magic powers. He's not that physically intimidating, but he he does have the smarts and the charisma to have a cult and an army essentially. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and I still, I mean, like you said, he's very cerebral and he knows everything. And I still don't even know if he really is the bad guy. We don't know this. This what's his face? The the god that's uh, talking Kanchu. to our characters. Yeah, I mean, he seems kind of like a bad guy, too. And, yeah. and apparently he once talked to Harrow or whatever. So I, I really don't know. Like I said, I'm really having a hard time following what's going on. Which part of it is by design. In other parts, I've also been distracted too while I've been watching it. So I haven't given it 100% <laughs> focus. But. Well. The dog starts peeing on the rug right in front of me while I'm watching the show. And... Anubis? Uh, you just got to watch stuff outside, Jeff. Yeah. Forever and ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you get, get that. We got the, the love interest. Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about. Um, yeah, you learned a little bit more about her in the, the third episode. Um, but yeah, I think we wanted to see a little bit more. But um, definitely a, a uh, another foil. I, I was thinking in these episodes, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, they haven't had like the archaeologist gig right for any of the mcu characters really i don't know maybe one of the eternals was right i think i think the that was a little more recent though like you think uh, like they're yeah. like one of the like nerdy like information characters would have been an archaeologist at some point but i guess it hasn't happened they're all like physicists or i thought well, isn't that layla the thor movie Oh, yeah. are you talking about other MCU stuff? And other MCU stuff, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the Thor movie. Like, weren't any... They're all, like, more science. They're, like, physicists, right? right? The Natalie yeah. Portman. Yeah, and what's-her-face, Kate Dennings. But, they're yeah, they're not archaeologists. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess Kit Harrington, even though he wasn't that much in the Eternals, he was a uh, historian? Maybe that would be the closest well, thing well, to an archaeologist? Well, I, I think, I think, I think Gemma Chan actually was a... Archaeologist. But, uh, okay. Jackie Chan. Gemma. Her Gemma character. Chan. Cersei. Oh. Yeah. Um. So and anyway, not <laughs> not important. But uh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're setting up a uh, big adventure. They're they're in the desert. I do think it's funny that Oscar Isaac is is uh, doing another Egyptian themed Marvel character. <laughs> So first, Always apocalypse, apocalypse, and now he's doing uh, 
Moon Knight here. Forgot about that. that was awesome. Oh yeah. So his second crack, you know, he's taking the the Chris Chris Evans route, <laughs> doing doing it better the second time around. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, At least he's no Poe Dameron. It's true. Who text first? I text first. You text first. Duke Atreides. Oh yeah. Yeah. Leto. Yeah, he was great in that. He's great in... What was that robot AI Ex Machina. Yeah, Ex Machina, yeah. Ex Machina. It was good. Just not in Star Wars. Well, it's not as his fault. Nobody was good in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Except for maybe Babu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was the best. Hey! hey. Well, that's <laughs> the, the general review of, of the first three episodes of Moon Knight. Uh, so, Jeff, you, you said that you're you're watching it. Uh, you're not super into it. Um, I'm. I, I think I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I'll, I'll obviously watch it all, but uh, I think again, I, I think things picked up in this episode. Um, so mm-hmm. hope, hopefully, we see some cool stuff. Figure out what the the third personality is. Um, Alex, what do you, what do you think mm-hmm. so far? I really like it so far, mostly because the the way that they played with the mirror images in the first episode, the editing throughout when they black out is fantastic. I love the production value, not the CGI, <laughs> but everything else around it is fantastic. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I'm waiting to see where it goes. I'm hopeful. Cool. I have no idea how many episodes this is. Too. I think it's at least six. I think it's eight. I want to say yeah. it's eight. No, yeah. Well, we can check the internet to the rescue. But, uh, so we'll see. Just I will say the most of these Marvel shows are a little bit of a letdown compared to the movies for me. So yeah, while I've watched them all, um, I think the first one was the best one, the WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Cap versus Winter Soldier as well, or whatever that one was called. Okay. Uh, but the other one, the, the Arrow one, didn't like it as much. And then was Loki. There there? Loki, yeah. Wasn't a big fan of that one either. Oh, whatever, we'll see. Nah. And I haven't liked the story. I guess I like Mandalorian, but I did not like Boba Fett. So yes, some of these shows are... Yeah, just just from the, the nerd's standpoint, I think the thing I'm looking forward most is just to see how it connects with everything. So... Hopefully, hopefully we get I kind of hope it doesn't. I, I... <laughs> you hope it doesn't? The, yeah, because I think that is the one thing I, this thing has going for it. It's just its own stuff. That, that is okay. true. Kinda, that is true. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I would. I, I wouldn't mind it if, if that turned out to be the case. Um, I, I have a hard time believing that that, that will be though, because I don't think the the MCU machine will let that happen. It was like even yeah. even with the what if stuff, they still had to like tie everything together. Yeah, <laughs> which was wholly unnecessary. Yeah. It was pretty cool, but yeah, I was hoping. Yeah, I didn't expect it. So, well, we'll see. Yeah, you make a good point. Uh, maybe this will maybe, be the Viva Las Vegas, the really standalone thing. I mean, and even if it is tight in Scott, it does. I don't know if there's going to be more than one season, but it doesn't have to happen this season, right? It can be revealed in season three that True. or their magic actually comes from one of the Infinity Stones or something, whatever. Like, it or could maybe be Moon Knight like shows yeah. up randomly in Shang Chi two or whatever. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Or one of the 
Or maybe even Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. We, we don't know. We'll find out soon. Yeah. It's, it's coming out next month. So. Right. I don't know if you guys said it, but it looks like it's only six episodes. Okay. According to yeah. Six. yeah. Okay. I so just we're, looked it up. All right. Well, then we're, okay. we are halfway through. Halfway through? Yeah. Again, this Miss Marvel is coming out soon. Finally, my boys have been wanting to watch Moon Knight. It's like, eh, no, I think it's no, still no, a bit no, too no, much. No, 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 <laughs> Yeah, you guys can't watch this. <laughs> yeah, the, but Miss Marvel the is finally stuff. A, yeah. yeah. It's... It's definitely worse than most MCU stuff, but it's not as bad as like Daredevil and Punisher and stuff like True. that. True, like it's in between, I would yeah. say. Right. Yes. But I'll be able to watch Miss Marvel with the boys, with my kids. Speaking of Netflix shows, Jessica Jones's sister was the girl yep. from Bombshell, yeah, right? That was the one I had to look up. I know I've seen this girl. And I were, were Jeff, are you the one that that hates her character, or I think it's somebody else. I really okay, then it was that it wasn't you. honestly. <laughs> you might, you might, but yeah, it wasn't you because I know somebody was vehemently saying how much they didn't like her character. Anyway, yeah, and and the original Transformers. Oh, I thought that was Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is so hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's the the other hot girl in that for no reason, like. <laughs> oh, it's Michael Bay. Well, she, yeah. So she was the scientist that like figured out everything. Christmas Jones. All right. Exactly. Oh. Trying to, some people, the Decepticons are trying to catch a glimmer, and uh, <laughs> she did not appreciate that. If she didn't get the Allspark oh, back, she would have her butt. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Get some wines from our home state, California. Yes. Give the state more yeah. money so they can mismanage it. What? Just that we can be our own country. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't wait for this to happen. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Pay your taxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.